Listen up. For such a time as this, we must grow our faith and business muscles. The self-help industry is trying to own spirituality and well-being. The entrepreneurial space is becoming flooded with business pursuits focused on success instead of sustenance. But the only one who can make us fully whole, fully free, and fully alive is Jesus. So I'm ecstatic you walked into this hypothetical gym today. I'm your trainer, Tamara Andress, also coined an entrepreneurial rabbi, teaching the pursuits of God, which unveil our purpose and ultimately unleash our desired provision. This FIT acronym is for founders, innovators, and trailblazers. Here, marketplace ministers conversate and educate to build others from the inside out while also sharing their testimonies of endurance. So while it's not a fitness podcast, I do surely care about your mental, physical, emotional, relational, financial, and spiritual health. You're going to hear all about it. If you're passionate about your becoming journey, leading others to greatness, and living a life of abundance and joy, then you're well on your way to being fit in faith. Let's hydrate. Hello. Welcome to Pedal and Preach. Super excited to be here with you guys today. It's funny, I've got two phones going on. One's Facebook Live, one's IG Live. So whatever your listening platform of choice is, you can tune in. And when I go live on one, the other populates and says, Tamara Andrus is live. And I'm like, here I am, Lord, use me. Here I am, Lord. We are live and in action. And I am coming off of a weekend of, I don't know why I wore green, but you know the emoji with the like, throw up sign and the barf coming out. Yeah. That was my household minus my husband since Saturday. So I am uh, getting my first movement in and um, my kids are on the other side of it as well. Thank goodness. But mama went down first and then the next 24 hours, the babies were both down. So between two toilets multiple showers, lots of uh, cleaning. I uh, had an interesting weekend. It was not what I anticipated it being, but I did have an opportunity to go to my niece's graduation party, and it was the car ride home that left me ill and green. And um, yet, here I am. And so I'm grateful for recovery. I'm grateful that our bodies are so resilient, and I'm grateful to be live in these two locations. Yes, Kelly is asking if I am on Facebook. I am. Make sure you find me. It's on Tamara Andress, not my personal Tamara Cornwell. Um, Andress. I don't know how to like delineate between the two other than that. I was once single and that was my page and I put my married name and then I have my actual business page, Tamara Andress. So I was like breathing in with the Lord this morning. I am still, look at this. I'm like, this is so cool. We're halfway through the year. It means I'm halfway through my first time ever. For those of you who think I'm not equipped, I'm not capable, I've not done that really fancy thing that everybody else has done and read the, the book cover to cover. Well, this is my very first time. And I've been sharing from the Women's One Year Bible uh, all year. And it's really fun because when I 
get into something that is correlated to something my spirit is connected to, something I'm walking through. I will also go to my many other Bibles that are floating around my house and um, have more of a deep dive in what it is that I'm learning. And this weekend, before the scenario that I just told you that might curl your belly thinking about, um, I had a fun car ride with my hubby to the graduation party. And we were um, originally just like reminiscing on her evolution and um, her being now a graduate and what that next season of life looks like. And ultimately, we ended up pivoting to what is it that I sell? What is it that Tamara does? (laughs) People ask me this all the time. And there's two responses. I either have this like pseudo nervous laugh and I don't really know what to say or I could just spew for a really long time. Imagine that. Here I am talking to literally not myself, but myself. Um, I could t- I could talk about all the things that we do, all the things that I have the joy and honor of doing. And every day is different. And I don't really always have a specific lapel. I tell my team all the time, I've mentioned it on here before, like, if I need to clean something up, I'll be the janitor. Like, I, I don't care what it is that I do if I'm doing it for the Lord. It doesn't matter. Uh, and I feel that way every single day. And yet there are surely moments where I'm like, what do I do? <laughs> Lord, where are we going? Lord, what's the mission? What is it exactly? The only mission that I'm ever a hundred percent certain of is the great commission because it's been laid out a thousand percent over and over. I understand discipleship. I understand leadership. I understand that I am meant to share the good news and the way in which I get to do it is different than everyone else, as is your call, as is your commission. And so there's this processing on a consistent basis, like, am I in the will of God? Am I in Tamara's will? Am I in um, his ideation and creative co-creation? Or is this self-generated based in comparison and what other people are doing? And have I piecemealed something together that fits me? And I say I'm glorifying God. Does anybody else feel this way? please tell me I'm not the only one. (laughs) If you're here live, give me some affirmation that I'm not the only person who goes back and forth between being on my knees all the time in my spirit, regardless if I'm on my physical knees, because I'm not at this moment, obviously I'm on a Peloton, a pedaling experience. I'm supposed to brand just pedaling. So I don't care what kind of bike we're on. I just want you to move with me. But I say this because I want you all to know, even in the midst of what you perceive from the outside looking in, we're all just figuring it out. We're all just saying yes to the very next day, to the very next mission. Paul did this over and over again in the New Testament. And today I was in, um, where was I? I was just reading about Paul. In Acts uh, 18 specifically, and I'm following his journey. And I say all of these things connected to a high school graduate, connected to our company and our mission, connected to Paul. And the center point here where it's all connected is the origin story. What is your origin story? Thank you for raising your hand. I'm seeing you come through now on the delay. So I am not alone. We're all trying to figure it out. 
And my job in all of this by coming on here and just being completely transparent is to let you know that I'm in this with you. So while I might be a step ahead in some regard, I can promise you you're a step ahead in other areas too. Your wisdom well matters to me. And so one of the things that is said in in this particular section from Paul is one night, Lord spoke to Paul in a vision and he told him, don't be afraid, speak out. Don't be silent for I am with you and no one will attack and harm you. For many people in this city belong to me. And like, we know that we're supposed to speak out. We know that we're not supposed to be afraid. It says 365 times in the Bible, do not worry. One for every day. And not to be silent. Our silence actually doesn't just kill the people around us. It kills you. It kills you. Because we're meant to create words. We were literally spoken out of word. And so literally, (laughs) this is funny. I was going to say taping your mouth shut. My mom was talking about her cute snore that she has. And she is my travel companion at all times if my hubby is not with me. And I always know around 3 a.m. she's going to break out her cute snore and put me into uh, either tossing and turning with my earplugs in, trying so desperately to stay asleep for just a little bit longer, or I'm going to wake up and just hear her cute snore. Regardless, we're talking about mouth tape this morning because there's like all these different ways that you can uh, prevent you for yourself from snoring. And so she was talking about mouth guards and I was like, why not just try the mouth tape? Have you guys seen this before? I personally have not tried it. I um, intentionally will just nose breathe with when I'm working out sometimes. It's really hard to do on pedal and preach because I'm talking. So I have to <gasps> suck in the air, suck in the wind. Um, but like, I'll be running. You should try it. Just nose breathe and be really conscientious of it. So they literally have like, it looks like duct tape, like a black piece. It looks like you've just been kidnapped, to be honest. Um, sorry if that's triggered someone. Um, but it goes over your mouth to help you be able to put oxygen to your brain because actually inhaling through your mouth, and I don't know all the science behind it, isn't as healthy, especially if you're not doing full inhalations to your brain. And so you're just taking shallow breaths. Anyway, hopefully it will help with, with that. So I say that because it literally makes me think that we are choosing as followers of Christ to duct tape our mouth because we don't want to appear to be snoring. (laughs) Okay. So let me, let me break that out a little bit. We're putting duct tape on our mouth, hypothetically, obviously, because hopefully you guys aren't doing that. And if you are nose breathing, I want to talk to you about that one day. Um, but we're doing that hypothetically and we are not allowing ourselves to be fully seen. Even in our imperfections, God is the perfect one. And so he's saying, don't be afraid, speak out. Like, it's okay, don't be silent. I'm gonna use you, I'm gonna speak through you. Do you guys know how bizarre it is to get on this bike having nothing prepared? Truly, I I literally, I sit in the word and Pastor Anthony always says this. He's like, Tamara, you don't have to be prepared when you're constantly preparing. And that's true. I I am in my my Bible chair every morning. I'm living the life. I'm walking it out as best as I know how. And the Lord propels me and gives me strength every single time. And it's not until the cameras go live that I'm like, 
Again, you saw me this morning. Here I am, God, use me. Because that's what he's asking us to do, which what's really interesting. And we're going to get to this origin story, which is your origin story, connected to all the things I've already shared here momentarily. Is this dream, this vision with Paul from the Lord came after he was in a place where he was being opposed and insulted. So he was in a state of worry. He was probably a little bit afraid as he went into a new place. But this is what he did when that happened. He shook the dust from his clothes and he said, your blood is upon your own heads. I am innocent. For now on, I will go and preach to the Gentiles. So he's speaking to the Jews and the Greeks, and it's inside of a synagogue, and they're opposing him and insulting him. And you know when they say, like, the blood is on your hands, meaning you're the one who's guilty, not me. That's essentially what he's saying. He's like, listen, the blood is on your head. I, I can't do this any longer. I won't do this any longer. I'm going to dust my, my clothes off, which essentially means like, um, I'm going to take what you've put words, sticks and stones can break my bones. Words never hurt me. That's not true. Words do hurt. And instead of letting the residue of the words of the opposition of the insults stay on Paul, he shook him off and he's like, I'm on my way, right? Those words cannot stick to me. I won't allow them to stick to me. I'm moving. So he moves to another city and he decides, I'm not going to speak to the Jews and the Greeks anymore. I'm going to speak to the Gentiles because the Gentiles are hungry. The Gentiles were the ones who were outcast. They were the ones who were not even accepted into these particular places. Think of them in symmetry to the Samaritans, right? They were like the least of these, and they didn't have the belief systems. They weren't invited into the synagogues, all of these places, and therefore their, their understanding of community, they were less than in the hierarchy of society. And I see this so often. What people group... Have you perhaps been a part of, are you still a part of, that you perceivingly are less than? Maybe you're a woman like me. Maybe you're in a a different ethnic group. Maybe you're in a different neighborhood. Maybe you're in a different social class or economic class. Maybe you're in a different political class. And in your perspective, you see yourself as less than. I want to charge you right now to know when you are a daughter or a son of the Most High, first off, I really believe that there is no hierarchy in the kingdom here on earth and that God sees us all as anointed ones and therefore our uniqueness creates the territory line for us to be able to go and take charge of the different lands of dominion that we're meant to walk into. We're meant, we're called, we're predestined for good works. And yet, as you go along, as you walk, there's going to be opposition and insults. It's going to happen. And the Lord is going to remind you sometimes in your slumber, because you might not hear him with how loud the sound can be, both in your mind and also what's coming at you on a consistent basis. But he will say, and I'm telling you again, don't be afraid. Speak out. Don't be silent for he is with you and no one will attack and harm you for many people in the city, meaning the place that you're called to go. He was called in that moment to go to the Gentiles where you're called to go. That people group 
that is so kindred to your spirit, the ones who will listen, the ones who are eager for more, the ones who are hungry for the good news, they belong to him. And therefore you are meant to do what God has called you to do. And it seems crazy. It seems weird. It doesn't make sense. You don't know why you get on a bike and start talking because you don't know who's going to be here. But when you do, there is fruit. There is fruit. Yesterday night I had the joy, or I guess it was yesterday day. felt like night because I didn't sleep the night before. Um, But I got to get on a Zoom that I had been wanting to get on for the last month. And I didn't realize that it was actually not even supposed to be happening. It was a four week experience of, um, Jessica's whole Shakira. If you guys don't know Jessica Shakira, um, holy, uh, gosh, what was it called? It was so cute. Holy something. Uh, shucks. It was like a holy women's group. And anyway, they were pursuing God's holiness and, it was an extra week, and I never get to join because my podcast is during that time frame. Well, I got off my podcast extra early, and I wanted to jump into the Zoom room. Didn't have the Zoom link, and so I sent her a text message knowing I likely am not going to be able to get in, but they were in breakout sessions. So she actually got my text message. I got to jump in, and there was a beautiful compilation of women inside of there that just got back from their breakout sessions. I had no idea who was in the room. I was going to support a friend. I know that there are some of you guys on here that you come to support and I am so grateful of your support because what happens when you're here is I can block out the opposition. I can block out and and I don't have haters on social media, thank God. And if they do, they don't talk to me. So I don't mind, right? Haters going to hate. I don't hear it and I don't see it. And yet I can get opposition from the enemy just like you can in your mind every single day, which is why sometimes the Lord has to come to us when we're quiet, when we're in slumber. And that way it's cemented in that place where you can't reject what he's saying based on your flesh. Because that's the comfort zone. That's what we always do. We want to naturally go back to comfort. And God says, no, I'm calling you and I'm protecting you in the process. So Paul stayed in that place that he was cemented for another year and a half teaching the word based in this protection and this provision and this word from the Lord. So how does this all come to play to you? I've obviously been mentioning the call that's connected to it, but the conversation that my husband and I were having up to the farmhouse in Virginia, which is where the party was for my daughter's grad or my daughter's daughter's graduation. I don't want to say that. My niece's graduation. She can graduate. Waverly cannot. Um, It was around what do I do? What problem do I solve? And who is my avatar? Who am I speaking to? And ultimately in a one sentence, I'm going to be silent right there. One sentence? Can it have commas and semicolons and dashes? Because I have so much that I want to say when someone asks me that question. I don't want to leave them void. And I also don't want to leave them like cockeyed, like, what doesn't she do? Or how does that how does that have anything to do with me? So you guys ready for what we came up with? I'm excited about it. So he said, What do you do? For about an hour and a half, okay? And I would come up with something, and my husband is. Hmm. He is so many things. I love him so much. (laughs) I would say I'm the wordsmith 
And yet he has a way with words that is unbelievable. And it's all connected to storytelling. So the activities that we were working off of were these cards called the storyteller tactic cards. There's also workshop workshop tactic cards that he had seen in an advertisement. And he was like, I've got to get this for her. And he did. He made the investment, which I couldn't find. I was like, what? Why is it a couple hundred dollars? That's insane. But after we opened them and I started learning, I'm like, wow, this is a couple hundred dollars. This is amazing. So tool, get them. If you are working on your storytelling abilities or your workshop development abilities, so incredible connected to being able to share the word, to share the good news in a really unique way. And so from these cards, this one-liner experience and his word craftsmanship of being able to tell a story, we came up with the fact that, what do you do? What do you do, Tamara? I sell words. I sell words, point, period, nothing else. And then the next element of explanation, because, well, that kind of leaves you lingering, right? Is silence. Is silence. I'm terrible at this. <laughs> I'm really good at it when I'm soaking in the, in the word, which on Sunday morning, a dear friend, having not any idea that I was sick, sent me a healing soundtrack that literally blessed my soul so much because my kiddos, my hubby were out of the house. They didn't want to get sick. They wanted to stay in the sunshine, though they ended up getting sick later that day. And I, I sat soaking in this healing. So I'm really good at being silent with the Lord because I'm eager to hear from him. What I, I guess I get uncomfortable when there's silence, especially if I'm holding the microphone and I've learned to go through this experiential opportunity of what silence actually has for you. What silence actually has for me in that moment of sharing is clarity. It has peace. It has curiosity. It has this pulling in, this drawing in, this eagerness. And so I want us collectively to start practicing silence in our daily rhythm of conversation. And the only way to do that is two ways, actually. Ask questions. And when you ask that question, when the period or the question mark completes your sentence, be quiet. Or, as I just shared with you, make declarative statements. Make declarative statements. Yes, Cheryl, be silent, pregnant pauses. Ooh, pregnant pause, let's go. I love that. Because you know something's about to happen. You know something good and juicy is about to come out on the other side. Sweet and tender and thought-provoking. So we practiced and we practiced And after I shared, I sell words and there was silence, even though we already had the conversation and he knew what we were talking about, I was asking questions such as, what do you think I do? What do you mean you sell words? Well, what do you think? What do you think that means? Writer, author, minister, I love participation. Thank you, Cheryl. So good. So good. Now, if I'm at a cocktail party, which I would call it a mocktail party, Marcus Ellis is in the house. What's up, brother? And someone said this that didn't know me. Oh, my goodness. 
there is so much that I could talk about. There are so many ideas that I was like, gosh, I sell words. I work for the newspaper. My grandpa and my uncle worked for the newspaper for tenure all the way through forever, ever, ever. And I think about, I sell words, a librarian or um, a, a bookstore owner. <laughs> I think of maybe uh, someone who speaks, but that wouldn't be my first thought. I, I could think of a blogger. I could think of lots of things. You allow God to speak through and then allow others to share their words. Love that, Kelly. Thank you. Yeah, so understanding what this is then allows me to share my origin story. All right, quick interruption, but actually it's not really an interruption. It's an invitation. It's an invitation for you to come deeper, not just be a podcast listener that we really never get to interact with, but be a part of the family, be a part of the foundation of what the founder collective is heart premised on. And that's Ephesians 2.19, that we are found in him, that we are a family and operating as one on the foundation of Christ with him as our chief CEO, our chief cornerstone. And what does that look like? How can you come in further? Well, we have a weekly founder collective call. That's a Zoom call. We'd love for you to be a part of it. It's open conversation, similar to how we have this podcast, talking about business practices and truth principles and how we're actually living a life on purpose and in the presence of God consistently. Additionally, we're inviting you to our annual conference. This is be our third annual conference. You can go to thefoundercon.com. Again, that's thefoundercon.com. And you'll get to hear people like Jay worship and teach and share from his testimony. Anthony, Pastor Anthony, the bearded wonder. (laughs) He's going to come to you with his fiery flaming shoes and his voice and the belly. The fire that's within his belly comes out in such a dynamic way when it's on stage. Myself, my team, and all the incredible people who are part of this family. It's not just us. And we want you to be in on the us because we want to make way for your message, for your movement to be known and to be equipped and to also be resourced. We love sharing resources, which is what we do in that weekly call. So you're invited. You're invited. Come one, come all to all the things. If you need more information, I'm sure wherever you're listening to this or seeing this, you can get it in the link. So look, go a little deeper, go a little further into what God is calling you into. This is a summoning. This is a call. This is a roundup for you to also be fully founded in him as a founder in the Founder Collective. Okay, I'm teaching you a methodology right now that cost me hundreds of dollars to get and a lot, a lot of years of practice. So I hope that as you're listening, you're not just thinking about the word. You're not just thinking about like, how did Paul consistently have the gumption to go out and speak against accusers? Because the very next thing that happened was accusation after opposition and insultation was accusation. This is going to come your way. But when you stand so confident in who you are and what God has created you to do, I said earlier that we create words out of word because that's how we were spoken into life. And the word is our weapon. It's our warfare. We know that we get to take words and we get to truly transform situations, environments, atmospheres, people's hearts, people's eternities can be shifted like Paul was doing with the Jews, the Greeks, and the Gentiles, despite what was happening with word. And with word comes sound, with sound comes worship, and so it all comes together. And so there might be a different part of words that you play, but I think ultimately we all sell words in our own way. 
So the origin story connected to this is where I make connection. It's where I make connection. And so what is your origin story connected to your purpose? What is your origin story connected to the season that God has you in? There has to be a story. One, because there's connectivity. You, you become drawn into me. And whether the person at the mocktail party ever remembers my name or not, they're going to remember our encounter. And I don't care if they remember my name. Isn't that the beauty of it? That's what the disciples did. They didn't come to say, I am Paul. No, they came to say, I know a God. I met a man who came as flesh to die for our sins. This is beautiful. This is a beautiful representation of how we should show up on a pulpit, on a pedaling device, on a podcast, on a platform. Listen to all those P's. I love alliteration and told you I sell words. Anything that you do is connected to him and glorifying his name. So I started to describe my origin story connected to how and why I sell words. So in silence, my hubby and I driving, I'm processing, gosh, when did I start selling words? When did I start loving words? When did I become infatuated with words? I thought about when I first wrote poetry in ninth grade because I had an emo boyfriend who wrote me songs and poems. And I'm like, well, I got to write something back. And I started falling in love with words. I started looking up concepts and context of words. This is before I was in my faith. And God has used all of these things for good. It's so incredible to watch what he does through our eagerness, through our passions. And he cultivates us, whether we think we're self-cultivating or responding to a loved one that is not really a loved one, but a lust one when we're young. And then I thought back further. I'm like, gosh, no, there was things before that. I had been on stages before that. I had gone to the mayor youth council before that and sat at a board with other trusted individuals talking about vision for our city as a seventh and an eighth grader. If I rewind before then words mattered when I was making huge poster signs and I was running for president, I was running for secretary, I was running for these uh, student government experiences. I remember when words mattered, when words hurt me. Because of what was said to me, opposition, insultation, accusation. When I was little, those words that carried weight, even when they said that they shouldn't, don't listen to them. I didn't know what it meant to dust, take the dust, shake the dust off of my clothes like Paul did. Because that was an exterior sign of what was happening internally based on what Jesus himself in, said to do when they would go and say, you're not going to be welcomed everywhere you go. Every people group is not going to listen to you. And that's okay. You're not meant to talk to them because every ear will hear and every eye will see the goodness and glory of God through somebody because that's what God does. He creates a bunch of somebodies. And my somebody people group is not the same as your somebody people group, which is why I always push you off the cliff to say there are people waiting for you. And instead of holding on to these worries and these fears and this anxiety connected to you speaking, 
there's a vision that I got to tell you about. There's a God I got to tell you about. I'm going to say it again. He says, do not be afraid. Speak out. Don't be silent for I am with you. And no one will attack and harm you. For many people in this city belong to me, meaning you are protected. And if you're not protected by the actual people in flesh, you're protected by angel armies. And so no matter the territory, no matter the dominion, no matter what you think you're afraid of, God's got you. He's gone before you. So when I zoomed all the way back, the origin story that I would share if I said, I sell words and they tell me what they think that that means. I hold space for them. I create that pregnant silence. I love that, Cheryl. And it's responded back and they're still in this space of curiosity. Do you realize that I've now spent about, I'll say two minutes, maybe a minute and a half with someone. I've exchanged joy. I've exchanged childlike play. I've exchanged uh the curiosity that I mentioned, I've exchanged a variability to every previous mocktail conversation that they've had up until that point, simply because I stopped with a period, confidence and clarity with curiosity and creativity. Is this not our God? Is this not our God? Our crystal clear, this is the good news. It's that simple. Confident that no matter what happens, highs and lows of the world, he is who he says that he is. And connected to that, there is creativity in every single way that you see an individual show up to share the word, or you see the the sky come to life in the sunrises and the sunsets. And every single day, he's drawing you in with curiosity to say, God, how? God, why? God, what? God, where? And the answer is in the words. I sell words. And I don't even have to have you pay for them. You don't even have to pay me for my words. You're on here right now for free. I love when I get a little change badge here and there, but I don't even do anything with it. It goes right back to the business. That's a whole nother book. That's a whole nother story. But it doesn't propel me. The word propels me and the word will never run dry. And so I'll never be out of business. Oh, praise God. (laughs) I'll never be out of business. There's a recession. I don't care. There's a financial hardship. Yep. I don't care because what I care about is what is living, the living word. And so the origin story that was the one that dropped in my spirit that my husband was like excited by, who got ignited by, and maybe because he just did never hear me say it this way before, or maybe because he saw what sparked inside of me was this first story, and I'm gonna share it with you now. So for those of you who are ever at a mocktail party, you're never allowed to ask me what I do, because now you know. So let that conversation be for a stranger. Regardless, say, you gotta go meet that gal. You gotta go ask her what she does. (laughs) Challenge me. Okay, so when I was seven years old, I sat on a big red box. And there was lots of different colored boxes and balls sitting around. Imagine like the target entryway with all those huge balls. My kids always jump on them to this day. Like that. And there was lights and cameras. And I heard the word action. 
And when the word action came to me, it came through the handing of a microphone and a question. And the question doesn't have as much necessity in this moment. It was what happened after the cameras turned off. I remember answering with confidence. I remember looking right at the camera. I remember the response and the energy of the room. Seven. We are so much more inclined and attuned as kiddos than we can be when we're adults because we are all up in our own feels and our body and our own minds and what's happening and what are they thinking and should I say this, should I not say this? There was no inhibition. I was so little. And afterwards, people came up to me in the studio and they said, wow, your words inspired me. Wow, your words inspired me. Fast forward like 23 years or so, I counted, 23 years later, when I decided to press play, this time the microphone wasn't handed to me. This time I picked out the microphone. It was actually gifted to me from a friend who knew a lot about sound. And the ultimate reason that I pressed play was because I had to understand other people's stories. And I knew I had more words to share, but I yet had the lights, the cameras, and the action that I wanted. And so I made it. I created it because I was called into it. And I stood there in confidence as I listened and I watched what transpired episode after episode as the little green dots on the world went from just being in the United States to being outside of the United States into different countries, into places and territories I had never been. And the reviews started coming in and it said, your words inspire me. Your words inspire me. Now you see me as a four time, I haven't announced this yet, so you're the first to know, a four time best-selling author. I have seven books with my name on it, but four that are bestsellers, that's bananas. And if you look to the reviews, if you look to the endorsements, your words inspire me. And so when I think about all of these different pivotal moments in my life and what leads me to sell words today is that I know that they inspire And ultimately, I know inspiration leads to activation. And I want you to live an activated life with Christ, for Christ, and by Christ. And so every single day, I show up to work to sell words. And I have so much fun. So whether it's through speaking and a microphone, whether it's through podcasting and a microphone, whether it's through written words in books and publications, whether it's to people one-to-one in conversations and coaching and teaching, I help people sell words and I get to do it every single day. And it is so, so fun. And so there it is. I share this story. I could probably condense it. I could just sell the original origin story. I could add in thousands of other moments with a, with a microphone. And those were the three that populated based on what I actually do. Podcasting, right? Mentioned that one, which started with the microphone and ends with the microphone. Uh, The publishing side of things, which is the books that I've devoured in consumption and also those in which I have shared and wrote for others that now get to publish for other people. I get to sell their words. 
And lastly is the platform building. Platform, whether it's an educational platform, a nonprofit platform, a ministry platform, a business development, it's the business development side of building you up as Paul was built up by Christ. And then he stood on the pulpits, not afraid, totally confident, not silent, and he shared the living word. And that is what I know I am created to do. I love doing, I'm really stinking good at it, and it inspires me every single day, and therefore every single day I'm activated. I want your words to inspire people, and the only way that that can happen is if you truly speak out. Acts 18, 9. Speak out, my friends. Understand that you are called, and I can't go where you are called. I've got my own places to go. And so I truly, truly pray that today you feel inspired, you feel excited, you feel overwhelmed by the word. You feel connected to me. Not because I need you to be connected to me, but because I need you to be connected to the one who made me. And the one that you are connected to be made by, created by every single day. This is what the words always becoming means. You could be sitting here listening and be like, I don't know how to sell words. I don't even know how to write. I've never held a microphone. I've never been on stage. Yes, you have. Yes, you have. You have you've truly vocalized something to someone to change a life. No doubt. And if you can't find that origin story, man, I would just encourage you to sit in silence and say, God, when did you start cultivating this inside of me? When did I start to know and recognize what you were doing inside of me and through my life? God, the sparks that started to fly. When and where was your origin story? Start telling people that story. Start telling people when it was birthed. Because a lot of times we see businesses and we see missions and we see social media accounts pop up and we're like, oh, wow, they're starting a new business. Wonder where they got that idea. What if they knew? What if they could understand that it was so far back to that childhood? What if it was when my mom put me on the fireplace summer by summer to recite my book studies, my book reports from my summer reading, and I had to recite it out loud to all of my siblings, sometimes family members, sometimes little kids at the daycare, and I had to share out loud. Guess why? because she hated public speaking. And so she called me in to a higher pedestal than one she was even created for, one that she was even capable of in that season. And yet now, as she has watched me take platform after platform, hold microphone after microphone, I've been handing her the microphone. I've been helping her script the words. She has her name on a book now, another one coming with our women's devotional. It's incredible what we get to do for people simply out of the place that God has cultivated and predestined you for. We have to stop trying to self-generate and we have to start understanding that the generation happened long before you had a name. God named you. I hope that you exist in that place today. I hope that you play in that place today. I hope that you start to create and cultivate and pour out into others from that place today. 
What's your one statement? What's the thing that you uniquely do that inspires people, that creates creativity, that creates conversation, that allows you to have a silent moment for the pregnant pause, for something unique to birth in that relationship? I can assure you they won't forget what I do after they walk away. Remember that one girl who sells words, (laughs) right? Thank you, Marcus. You guys can see on IG right now that there is a pinned link for today's Tuesday morning testimony room. That happens at 7 a.m. on Tuesdays after I get off the Peloton, the pedaling thing, the bike. (laughs) And I am so excited. There's always one word, which is an amazing opportunity for you to come and practice your words and practice sharing the living word without hesitation, speaking out, not being afraid, because we're all learning. And what we hear from each other is a safe, safe space where we can sharpen one another to say, oh, I hear what you're saying, that's really good. I've also heard it this way. Ooh, what if you put it into context here? Oh, this is really cool, but let me tell you the history behind that moment. This is how we get more confident in sharing. Paul did not share out of a place of not knowing. He was preached at and taught to before he ever catapulted to that place. And so that's where we're at. I'm so excited about it. If you guys want to join me every Tuesday and Thursday at 6 a.m. live, I always let you know if I am going to be either out of town and don't have access to a bike or I'm not feeling well. I try to post it in both Facebook and Instagram. Um, That way you guys aren't just hanging out like, where'd she go? She's not selling words today. I will be, Um, just maybe not in that moment. And what else? I mentioned the devotional. We are bringing people in for the the devotional right now. It's women's only. Sorry, guys. You guys have the Joyful Entrepreneur one. Um, And I imagine here soon we're going to have a men's only that my husband is going to be the liaison over. So we're really excited about that as well. The men's ministry of Founder Collective is growing. They had their first retreat, so there will be more to come for that. There's a couplepreneur retreat that's coming out in 2024. We're so pumped about that. I mean, literally everything we do, we're excited about because if we're not excited, we're not going to do it because we know that that's not of God. Um, He creates a joy that's everlasting, and it shouldn't be something that we feel like we have to like climb up a mountain, though the men's group is just another mountain uh, because there's so much connected to our physical exertion, hence why I'm on a pedaling experience, um, and our spiritual growth. And so that was also a part of my podcast yesterday with Josiah Alipate. Alipate is a Tongan name, by the way, I found out. Um, And so tune into the Fit and Faith podcast because that's where this drops every single week. Uh, Tuesdays are generally my interviews and Thursdays are generally um, self-training from from me, self, <laughs> from me and from the Lord. And so it's pedal and preaching. And it's also other teaching that I do around business marketplace ministry. God's doing a lot of cool things right now. Y'all it's 645. I tell you, I come on here. I have no idea what I'm going to talk about. All I heard right before I sat down was origin story and it spiked all these different pieces. And it's also so connected to what I am learning about biblically. Um, I have this whole element of second Kings that I'm walking through around the lineage of the Kings connected to King David, um, which is obviously connected to Jesus. Uh, I'm still processing it. There's a lot to unpack there, a lot of death, um, a lot of betrayal. Uh, and I, um, I want to make sure that I am safeguarded and, um, I am studied before I start sharing some of the revelations that I've had in that regard. 
But Acts, Paul, discipleship, leadership, speaking out, that I can do. So thank you, God, for this time. Thank you for this incredible community of active listeners today. God, it was so fun to be with people and to see new names pop up from all over the world. Um, Only you, God. We do it for you. We say yes to you, Lord. I pray that you would help cultivate the origin story in my friends today as they tune in to themselves. They tune into prayer with you, God, that you put deposits on their spirit about the areas that they might be concerned by. God, I ask that they would just take their clothes and shake the dust as you have asked your disciples to do time and time again, for them to move past the past and into the future, into the glory and the radiance of being in your presence, God. And in that place, we are confident. And in that place, we are not afraid. And in that place, we have our propel that is sweet and tender and active. We thank you for your word, God. We thank you that it penetrates like sharper than any two-edged sword into every battlefield and to every place, God. It's even the healing sword that serves from a place of development, from a place of, oh gosh, I've, I just see like healing in the body, um, a scalpel even, that it goes in and it removes things with such precision and it replaces and it repairs Oh, thank you, Lord. You are the great physician. Oh, Lord, we thank you, God, that even the people who are crying out from their bodies right now, the ailments right now, and they see me on a on a bike and they're like, oh, I wish I could do that, God. Could this inspire them that they too are called to be a vessel for the Lord, that they can move, that the healing desires of their heart, Lord, that there are people, there are doctors There is healing methodologies that are holistic that they can pursue, but it takes activation, God. So don't let me ever just be inspiration. Let me always be activation to put them in their own forward momentum and upward momentum towards you, God. They can forget my name, Lord, but I never want them to forget yours. I love you, Jesus. I love you, God. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for today. In your precious name. In your mighty name, we say yes to you, Lord. Mm. All right. Yes, take action. I see you, Sarah. I see you, Steph. What's up, y'all? Good morning. Good morning. All right. I love you guys. Thank you for all of the activation today and participation. It makes my ride so much more fun. Jump into Clubhouse with us. Tuesday morning testimonies. I'd love to hear from you. Have an amazing day. Chat soon. This is Perseus Poku, host of the Sound Reasoning Ministry podcast. Learn how to share and defend your faith by listening to us weekly. Subscribe at lifeaudio.com.